Welcome to Booksmart, a podcast where we read and share books that have a positive influence on our daily lives. Whether it's self-improvement, success, or something fun, we're here to help you read your way to a better you. I'm Em. And I'm Melissa. And this week, we're discussing Finish, Give Yourself the Gift of Done by John Acuff. As we talked about in episode six, Finish is about why it's so easy for us to start big projects and goals, but so hard to finish. It's not that we're lazy or don't try hard enough. The author, John Acuff, reveals something surprising. The most effective exercises were not those that pushed people to work harder. The ones that got people to the finish line did just the opposite. They took the pressure off. It turns out the sneakiest obstacle to meeting your goals is not laziness, but perfectionism. In this episode, Em and I are going to talk about how we've started taking the action items from finish into practice in our daily lives. Plus, we'll revisit episode four, Atomic Habits, to learn if one listener benefited from James Clear's advice. Stay tuned. Okay, so I'll kick us off here with some of the ways that I've been incorporating the ideas from finish into my daily life. As we talked about in the last episode six, we read this book during a really busy time for me work-wise, and it was so nice to have a book that gave me permission to A, just do things a little bit imperfectly because Mm -hmm. that goes against my nature, and also (laughs) to have fun while I was doing it. It was so nice to, let's see, what did I do? I started lighting candles the way John does. Oh, nice. (laughs) Super nice. uh, While you're writing? Because that's what John does. Um, Yeah. During, in the mornings, I would have a writing project that I'm working on that I, like, I still managed to preserve time to work on that during this crazy busy season for other work. And so I rewarded myself with lighting a candle during that. In addition to buying flowers every week for myself, it was so cheerful to see them on my desk and all around my house. That's so nice. It felt really nice. How about you? What are some ways that you are bringing finish into your lifestyle? So a big one for me was the concept of cut your goal in half. I'm definitely guilty of dreaming bigger. And I think it comes from a good place. Like you want to be successful. You want to reach your potential. You want to, you know, shoot for the stars and be ambitious. But we do, I think, all fall prey to this planning fallacy, the belief that we can accomplish maybe more in a shorter amount of time than we can. Mm -hmm. So a good example for me is that I set a goal in January to go to 10 yoga classes. Mm -hmm. A month. A month. Mm -hmm. And I figured, you know, once every three days, this is totally doable. But then I was listening to Finish and realized that January is such a busy month. Like to go even every three days was kind of a lot. Mm -hmm. So I did cut the goal in half and set it to five. And then I ended up making it to seven classes. Amazing. So with my new goal, I ended up achieving it. And it really did empower me to keep going into February and continue going to different yoga classes. So I do think if I had stuck with the 10 number Mm – it would have kicked off the year on a failure and that wouldn't have felt good at all. So I think that this advice came at exactly the right time. Yeah. It's like you said, it would have felt like a failure. It's so amazing how just making something a little bit smaller makes us feel like winners and therefore makes us want to keep doing it. Totally. I've now gone to over 10 yoga classes this year, Mm. but if I hadn't hit the goal in January, I probably would have just stopped. Yeah. Another one related to my fitness Mm. is that, um, He talks about making things fun. There are a lot – I don't know about you listeners. There are a lot of exercises that I do not think are fun. Things that you're supposed to do because you're supposed to be healthy. And I get that I want to love and appreciate my body and be healthy. It's important to me. But, I mean, 
I don't love all exercises equally. Mm-hmm. So something I did just this week is I went to a dance class. Oh, fun. So I used to dance all the time. And it's funny. I never considered it to be exercise, mm-hmm. but I realized this week that that was ridiculous. Right. Like, of course it is. You work up such a sweat. Yeah. There's cardio involved. Yeah. Like, there are even specific cardio exercises in the class as the warm-up section mm-hmm. before the choreography. So getting to that dance class was both a fun thing to do yeah. and also helped with my goal. So mm-hmm. making it fun was really good yeah. advice I leaned into. Yeah. And you also challenged that secret rule that, quote-unquote, like, meeting our goals can't be easy. Like mm-hmm. it can't be fun to do something or it doesn't count. So you totally prove that it does count. It is fun and you exercise and you felt amazing. Right. And like, here's the thing. Going to a spin class would have hmm. burned more calories or right. whatever metric you want to use to measure how much did this help me hit a fitness goal. But going to a dance class burned more calories than not yeah. going to a spin class. Exactly. So that's what I was telling myself. Yeah. This week. One feels like hell and one feels like play. <laughs> right. And it's also helpful, I mean, throwing back to designing your life and when we were measuring how much yes. of, you know, the work and the life and the play mm-hmm. we have, that added to the play that I have in my day-to-day yeah. life. So that was a good reminder, I guess, from Finish to just yeah. do a fun thing. Yeah. Like for fun. <laughs> just <laughs> like I just didn't enjoy even, it. <laughs> exactly. I the fitness benefit was nice, but I really yeah. just did go to have a good time and to do something I used to love. Yeah. Do you think you're going to keep doing that every now and then? Well, I bought a pack for oh, three of them. Oh, look at you. So I've committed myself into at least three, but I really yeah. enjoyed it. So I'll definitely be back. Nice. Mm-hmm. Related to exercise, we also talked about what we could choose to intentionally bomb mm-hmm. during these periods of our life or simplify. And so I definitely chose to bomb cardio. Mm-hmm. I did a ton of yoga. But the idea of just getting to those early morning cardio classes, mine are at 8.15 during a month that like that takes a, it's a 45 minute class. You have to take a shower afterwards because you're drenched in sweat. And then like, I'm not at my desk again until 10 Mm a.m. And so it just wasn't going to happen or I would have felt really stressed out. I wouldn't have enjoyed the benefits of those endorphins. I would have just felt like, oh my God, I'm starting my day at 10 a.m. and I have so much to do. So instead I just like let go of cardio for cardios and weights, really both of them. And then just focused only on yoga classes, which are all at like five or six for me. So it like, I didn't feel like I was giving up completely and I still got the benefits of exercise and just the permission that it was okay to do that felt really nice. That's such a great example too. Like you said, you didn't bomb all of exercise and all of being healthy. I think it's easy to assume, oh, it's all or nothing. Yeah. I could either go to all my yoga classes and go to all my cardio and do all the things all the time or nothing. Right. So I love that you chose – I'm going to stick with one and just acknowledge that I don't have time for all of it this month. You gave it a time bound. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just this month. And I genuinely am really excited to go back to those classes. Mm -hmm. I know it's going to be a little bit harder to get back into them because I will have lost some of that like muscle and endurance, but it's okay. It was worth it. And it was, I chose to do it. And that feels more empowered. Mm -hmm. I could talk about bombing stuff for a while. I definitely have been choosing a lot of these lately. What else? One, So, okay, I live in New York, and I don't know why it took me until 2019 to do this, but I started getting my groceries delivered. Oh, I thought about this. Cool. (laughs) Good for you. So for those of you who don't live in New York, you can do normal things like drive to the grocery store, get groceries, put them in your car, drive them home. But in New York, not only am I already just working with a busy schedule, Mm. but to go to the grocery store, I have to carve out time to 
get there, first of all. But then to get the groceries, lug them home, depending Mm -hmm. on how far it is. And then because I can only carry as much as I can physically carry, I end up having to go more often because I have a physical limit, like a weight limit. I actually weighed myself when I got home from carrying groceries once. And I was carrying 30 pounds around the city. Oh, my God. <laughs> because I didn't want to go back yeah. a week later. Because I like yeah. Trader Joe's. Like, there are yeah. grocery stores near me, but right. my heart is with TJ's. Yeah. So what I did is I tried Instacart, which has been a lifesaver and made me wonder why I've been such a fool lugging yeah. pounds around New York for yeah. six years. Yeah. So the benefits are, number one, my time comes mm-hmm. back. I just order it online. They deliver yeah. it to me. Also... I had this like secret rule that it would be more expensive. Yeah, I was wondering about but that. But it's not because I can shop at the cheaper grocery store. Oh. So the one near me is more expensive. Yeah. But now I can shop at a more budget-friendly grocery store. So it ends up being less expensive to get my groceries delivered. And yeah. I don't know which neighborhoods or cities Instacart is available in, but I have a yeah. promo code you can use in the show notes if you yeah. want to get some money off your first cool. delivery. Look <laughs> at you taking on your noble obstacles that like, if yeah. then, if you shop, if you order it online, then it will be more expensive. Turns out it's not. It's not. So that was a huge thing I chose yeah. to bomb was the need to go hand select right. the perfect cucumber. Right. Like, I don't need to pick these out. Yeah. These are all the same. Yeah. Trust that somebody is not going to bring you like the stabbed avocado which frankly is the avocado that I chose accidentally myself (laughs) like just the other day so it's right like Like, I'm not that precious about picking out my produce and I also let go of the idea that I had to do my own grocery shopping yeah that was a big one for me yeah and it's a huge take back of time which again is like that is our most precious resource when Mm -hmm. we're driving toward whatever goal it is that we're yeah we need that time One of the things that I chose to bomb in the month of February was dating. Ooh. Because talk about time and energy. (laughs) So much time, so much energy. Yeah. And so I had gone on a date in January and it was lovely, but it just, the texting, the planning, the date itself, the energy, deciding will you see them again? Will you not see them again? Sending the text that you're not going to see them again. Like it it was a little exhausting and doesn't mean I'm not going to date ever. It's just for the month of February, I gave myself the month off. And it was honestly really nice to remember, like, I don't have to open up Bumble. I don't have to think of a question to ask this person that I might never meet. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. I did the same thing in January. Mm. I was so busy with work and I just deleted dating apps from my phone. Yeah. I had just downloaded them. (laughs) And when you're new on an app, you get like a large influx Uh often yeah and I just I didn't have the time like I realized if somebody wanted to go on a date with me I would have to say how does three weeks from Tuesday exactly right and that's no fun right so I just I chose to bomb it yeah but at some point I've I've started slowly getting back into it okay yeah (laughs) M sees this look on my face of like Like, uh, of like uh, the energy yeah Um, no dating is enjoyable it's just it really is a significant amount of time yeah and I think that your point about you would have had to say great how does three weeks from now sound is like that's similar to why I was just like it's just not gonna happen and that's fine yeah similarly I decided to bomb late nights with friends this Mm. month and honestly for me late nights means like past 9 30 or 10 and I'm talking like on a Saturday Mm -hmm. because I got in an amazing sleep schedule where I like 
I'm up by 6.30 every day. I genuinely feel rested and ready to face the day. I have more time to be productive. And then I also am really conscious about stopping my work day around five. So I don't ever work past that. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I max out the day, but it means that I go to bed earlier. And I, like, fortunately, all of my friends totally understood. And we made jokes about, like, me entering bedtime or quiet time earlier (laughs) than usual. And it was a little bit disappointing every now and then to realize that I wasn't going to have a second glass of wine out with a friend, but it's not forever. And it's not like you aren't seeing them at all. Exactly. You just yeah. only had one glass of wine on right. the earlier side instead right. of staying for two. Yeah. <laughs> it is tough. Some of the things that yeah. both of us are choosing to bomb are yeah. things that we like. Right. Which is yeah. what makes it kind of challenging. Yeah. But we have a finite amount of time. Exactly. So yeah. It's not going to be as easy as just cutting out the things you don't want to do. You're often going to have to choose which things you really want. Yeah. One more example I have, and then we can move on, is listeners might know I teach. Yeah. And I recently made the decision to only teach one weeknight class a month. Hmm. At my peak, I was doing a few classes a month. I've been teaching on weekends. And I really struggled with the choice because I really love teaching. Mm -hmm. But I realized I wasn't necessarily getting more out of it mm-hmm. the more I taught. Mm-hmm. Once a month still brings me joy. Yeah. I obviously also do get paid to teach. Mm-hmm. So it was a tough choice to make because I like everything about doing yeah. it. But I was sinking so much time into teaching, I wasn't getting to see friends or work on some other things like yeah. this podcast we're doing. Mm-hmm. And those were things I wanted to spend more time yeah. on. So I had yeah. to make a choice. Yeah. I like that we're discussing this because I think so often personal development and self-help books – make it seem so easy to just give up the things that will put you faster on your path forward. And the reality is that like it looks easy in writing, but sometimes it is genuinely hard to put your time and effort into the your big goal and let go of some of the stuff that you do really like. Like it's not it's it's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. And so I like that we're just sharing our experiences about how that actually works in real life. Yeah. And in the book he also mentions You'll never come up with more new ideas to start mm-hmm. than when you're working on something to finish. Yes. And I felt that coming up a lot for me yeah. where I I really like to try new things. I've run meetup groups in the past and actually in the past month just handed off ownership Whoa. of the group that I've been running for two years wow. and founded yeah. because I needed space for yeah. this podcast, mm-hmm. the new thing that I'm working yeah. with you on and we're pouring our hearts into it yeah. and I'm really loving it, yeah. but I know that where I was two years ago when I started the meetup Mm. group, it was really serving me in a positive way. I was working remotely, so meeting people in person was huge. It was great. But now I'm back working in an office, and Mm -hmm. I'm fortunate. I know a lot of people in New York. So it was no longer serving the same benefits that it did at the time. Mm -hmm. So like you said, it's not going to be that you're choosing the things that you don't want to do versus the things you do want to do. And it might be that some things – we're great for a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. but not forever. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to finish and keep doing everything indefinitely. Yeah. Some things may have a limited time run. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they end. Or as John points out in the book, that sometimes new goals can pop up as we're like on our way to the finish line mm-hmm. as distractions. And so we can say, no, not right now, and then put those new fun goals as like the reward at the finish line. So some projects we might just decide to like – just stop and then some we can use to our advantage and put them at the finish line for me I decided like in January and February that I was like I need to KonMari my entire house again (laughs) which is like I did that several years ago I am already a minimalist it is not necessary but I watched one episode of tidying up and just like 
remembered how much fun it is to do that. And so now, A, I'm only tidying up like drawers at mm -hmm. a time. So like cutting the goal in half, not even in half, like way reducing it. And then like now that February is almost over, now I can KonMari my house yeah. as the reward. It's funny. I haven't read the book or watched the show because I don't have time for yeah. this. <laughs> like I know I would get kind of into it. Yeah. Not in a full on. I mean, I don't know. I yeah. Maybe I would get totally into it. But I don't have the space for that. Yeah. I love the idea of keeping the ideas list. Mm -hmm. I keep coming up with things I want to try. Same. I started to get into this before and then derailed into my woe is me. But <laughs> sometimes I wonder, like, what if I tried to start blogging? What right. if I tried to grow a newsletter? What yeah. if I tried to figure out what expertise I have and get it in writing? Mm -hmm. That's just one. Mm -hmm. But I don't have the time for that right now. Yeah. I'm actively working on many things I'm enjoying. And I just kind of tucked the note away as something to try in the future. Yeah. Similarly, I decided in February, it's time for me to have the website emilyhamelshaver.com so that I can start building my personal brand, combining all of the things that I do under one umbrella. It's a great idea and I'm definitely going to do it, but it was not, February was not the time for me to do that. Mm -hmm. And so that is now in the future. When I have time, then I will take on that new goal. That's such a good example. I don't know what it is, but when new ideas come up for me, yeah. it's like, oh, oh my gosh, I have to do this right yes. now before I lose steam, before somebody buys this amazing URL right. I just thought of. Like, I am so amazing. The world needs this right now. Right. But that's not true at all. Yeah. I could easily wait a couple of months yeah. on some things more than a couple of months. Right. Um, the benefit to waiting too is that I think if I had waited out some ideas, mm -hmm. I would have realized I didn't want to do them at yes. all. <laughs> Same. So we, we alluded to this in episode five, Designing Your Life. But sometimes mm. if you just kind of sit in it and mm -hmm. imagine your life with that thing, yeah. you might learn that you didn't want to do it at all. Right. So there's a lot of benefits to the waiting other than starting something new is really procrastinating on finishing. It's it, a noble obstacle. Exactly. Right. Put it at your finish line. Right. One more thing I just want to mention from this book is the overwhelming takeaway for me is perfectionism is the enemy of the finisher. Yes. And I think that's something I hadn't quite internalized in that way before. Mm -hmm. And that anytime I feel resistance to finishing, there's probably a place of, oh, it has to be perfect. Oh, it has to be all or nothing mm -hmm. that's stopping me. And I do think that that's a positive mantra I'm going to carry forward. But mm -hmm. I remember I used to work in live corporate events and things break all the time. Yeah, Nothing in a live event ever goes as you think yeah. it's going to. So you always just kind of have to be prepared. Roll with it. Exactly. And I think that's a really healthy mentality mm -hmm. for all of us. Instead of going in and saying, my goal is X, I'm going to lose this weight. I'm going to take this class. I'm going to start this project. I'm going to make this money. Mm -hmm. Just having the mindset going into it that this is not going to go as you think it's going to is a really healthy outlook that I'm hoping to carry forward. And it can be framed with optimism, not pessimism. I think that's really healthy to look at it that way. Exactly. In this way, I'm just saying, you know what? I have this idea it might change as we go and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Versus the default, I think for a lot of us, maybe a secret rule for some people is, mm. if it doesn't go according to plan, I yeah. have failed. Yeah. So I hope maybe some listeners can take that away too. That if you just kind of acknowledge that you have a goal, the goal itself might change. The way that you do it is almost definitely gonna change. But if you imagine it more like a compass, like I wanna kind of head in this healthy mm. direction and then acknowledge that the process could change, I think that's a nice outlook. Oh, I love that. 
I think that's a great note to end on. It is. And actually, after the break, we're going to tie this into Atomic Habits because these two books had a little bit in common. And we have one listener who shares her experience. So first, a quick break. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com booksmart and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com booksmart to get started today. Why Audible? Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. Of course, we recommend that you use your free book to check out Finish, but you can choose any book you'd like. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com booksmart. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash booksmart for your free audiobook. All right, Em, I'm so excited about this episode because this is the first time yeah. we're sharing some listener feedback about one of our books. High five to us and our listeners. Yes, high five. And you can give yourself a high five too, wherever you're listening. Yeah, Ready? self five. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Em's going to read it out. After listening to episode four on Atomic Habits, here's what Daisy had to say. When I work on writing projects, I use the Pomodoro method, where you work 25 minutes on and five minutes off. So I'm thinking about sandwiching good habits in the break, like tidying and yoga. Also, I want to make a habit of writing letters more often. Finally, I inventoried my daily habits and determined that looking at the latest political headlines is a shitty thing to do first thing in the morning, and it should be a reward for after doing something. I don't even know where to start first. Daisy really took this and ran. I love it. She really did. I love that she's got tidying and yoga and writing letters. She still wants to read the latest political headlines, but she knows it's not making her feel good. So she's got to sandwich it uh, or use it as a reward for doing things that do make her feel good. This brings back the concept of temptation bundling from Atomic Habits, where you do something you have to do first and then you get a reward after. But then the hope is that doing the first thing starts to give you that cue that something exciting is coming. It's like if you know that after you answer your emails, you get to watch a TV show you love, then hopefully you start to look forward to doing emails, crazy as that sounds, (laughs) so that you can get to your show afterwards. Yeah. I would never have thought, so in the Pomodoro method where you work for 25 minutes Mm -hmm. and then you have a five minute break. Right. What's great about that, it already kind of a temptation bundle in mm-hmm. itself where if you get through the work then you get a short break mm-hmm. i mean there are many proven benefits to pomodoro yeah. and we can include more info in the link in yeah. the show notes but it's admirable i think that she wants to even take it one step further like I not know. just a five minute break but to make sure there's something really good that she yeah. likes in that break yeah and it's so smart too like i can see doing five minutes of yoga as a fabulous break but it's also really smart to just condense a task like tidying Mm -hmm. because you can do so much actually in five minutes but we feel like it's going to take so much longer and so she's just like becoming a little whirlwind in that little break getting so much done and I could I could see how that would invigorate you as you go back into whatever you're working on next yeah the whole concept of atomic habits is that they're tiny they're small habits and this isn't quite the same but James Clear talks about this two minute rule Mm. in other words try to break down any habit into the smallest possible version the two minute version Mm -hmm. because it's a Attainable. So this five-minute window feels kind of similar. You right. only have a small amount of time, and if you could get something done, maybe even a two-minute task doesn't right. have to take up the whole five, right. then that's such a big win. Right. And these aren't necessarily even huge goals either that she's working toward. It's 
cleaning, it's yoga, it's writing letters more often, and it's deciding when is the right time for her to read the news. Mm-hmm. Especially that last one about reading the news mm-hmm. and trying to put that after something she yeah. needs to do. Yeah. That's definitely a great example of temptation bundling in practice, yes. where you put the thing you want after the thing you need. Yeah, so smart. Thanks, Daisy, for Thanks, writing Daisy. in. So, Em, we just heard a little bit about Daisy's experience with Atomic Habits. I remember you mentioned a little something about becoming a better plant mom during our episode (laughs) on Atomic Habits. So how's that been going? It's going so well. I am a great plant mom. Oh, I'm so proud. I know. I'm proud of me and I'm proud of my plants who are flourishing like the healthy little plant babies that they should be. So I water them every Sunday and Wednesday and that both of those daily habits have stuck and I would say that 80% of the plants that were struggling have recovered. One of them had a more of a lifetime of struggle, and so its recovery is going to take a little longer. Two of them, actually. It's um, okay. This is a safe yeah. space. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then some of my plants are f- like just flourishing. I have this one in my kitchen that once a year goes into bloom. And I was worried that this year it wasn't going to, but it is actively blooming and it smells amazing. And it's just making my kitchen just like walking in my front door and like smelling that right away is such a nice reward for becoming a good plant mom. That's amazing. It's a funny foreshadowing of next week's episode. It definitely is. Which we won't tell anyone about to make sure that they listen. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. I'll say my follow-up from Atomic Habits. I mentioned plugging my phone in across the room and making it more invisible so that I wasn't just endlessly scrolling. Mm -hmm. And that's become a really positive habit, not even just overnight, but I've started plugging in my phone pretty close to when I get home after work. Oh, great. So for most days, there's a full 12 hours where I'm not near my phone. Wow. So that's been a really healthy habit, at least 10, if not closer to 12. that's great. But it's been giving me more time to read and focus on other positive habits that I want to build. So... I've really loved doing that and would strongly recommend it. So for mm. if in case you don't want to go back to the last episode we did, the episode four, I now charge my phone in my kitchen overnight instead of having it in my bedroom. That's fantastic. It's so great that you're feeling those positive outcomes and you're giving yourself the gift of time to, to get yeah. everything else done that you want to or just positive other positive habits that feel better. It's such a small thing too. It came mm. from the chapter we talked about where he had the four different rules of behavior change. And it was about, you know, make it invisible. Mm -hmm. So I was really making my phone invisible to me. I don't hang out at my kitchen counter very often. I'm in the living room or at night I'm in the bedroom reading. So that's been a really positive, tiny change with the big outcome. Yeah. And then is is your sound off? So you're not hearing like if you get a text or something? It's in do not disturb mode. Oh my gosh. You leveled up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if there's an emergency, I'm a little worried about that (laughs) at times. (laughs) But no, for the most part, it's in fully do not disturb mode. I might check it before I go to bed if it's been a few hours. Like if I come home and immediately charge, I might just check it, but I never bring it to bed with me. That is next level. I'm so impressed. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for joining us this week. To view the complete show notes and learn more about Finnish, visit booksmartpodcast.com slash seven. Once you've read the book, we'd love to hear about it. Share your experience from Finnish or any of our previous books by emailing us at hello at booksmartpodcast.com. You can also leave us a voicemail at 929-515-BOOK. That's 929-515-BOOK or 2665. And who knows, maybe you'll appear on a future episode. 
You can also follow us on Instagram. We post our favorite tips and tricks from different books, including books that don't make it onto the podcast. And we'd love to hear from you. Follow us at Booksmart Podcast. Thanks again for joining us on this week's episode of Booksmart. Until next time, happy reading.